Welcome back to the Third Wheel Podcast. I am Caleb. I'm Shaps. And we are continuing our discussion on nothing because we haven't started yet. No. <laughs> Weird of me. Guys. Or is this to... whole podcast one continuous discussion and we've never really left the studio? Oh, no. Why would you say that? Because now you got the idea in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I had a very, I would say, serious topic today. But before we get to that, if you notice the sound could be potentially different it's because we have switched studios we're in a new temporary spot as opposed to last time where we were in my living room and everything was a last minute setup posted some pictures of social media of what our new setup looks like and i'm trying to see and gauge how the sound feels uh, what do you think chefs the uh, sound level sound okay well, i mean like i really don't like being on the street right now <laughs> i mean people looking at us dude and i don't know nervous that guy's giving us a nice weird look right now i I don't like that that's the reason i don't like (laughs) sir i embrace change and i embrace weirdness Mm -hmm. like if if he would quit running away from us right now i would invite him on to be the third wheel (laughs) so yeah but anyway i want to talk today about amanda Bynes, and i i fully acknowledge that this is kind of potentially a topic that is out of my league or maybe a little bit out of people's comfort zones. As the title implies, the, the, the title is probably going to be clickbaity and sound a little mean, but I actually feel quite the opposite because I have no intention of making fun of her, even though she has done a lot of memeable stuff, even though it's easy to take cheap shots at her mental health or her actions I actually very much feel for her situation, but do you know anything about her? Like, how do you know the extent of how much she's worked in the industry or what she was doing kind of as a kid? Do you know anything about her? Not, I mean, like, I took a glance at kind of like her portfolio, but not, I wasn't like a follower of her by any means. Did you know about her when we were younger? Because she, she's about, let me see, well, she's not our age really. But she was working when we were kids. Like, I, I remember very vividly that she was working super young for us. You know yeah, I mean? maybe. Um, the name really didn't pop out that much, honestly. Are you sure it wasn't a little bit beyond our time? Or after our time? Let's see. So she started in a bunch of television ads for, like, candy. Not, nothing okay. we would have eaten. Yeah, I've never once heard one of us say, you remember right. Brunch Crunch? Like, no, nobody, like, you know what I mean? She's and then she did a lot of stage work. So she did a stage production to Annie and Sound of Music, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. But she got spotted by Nickelodeon before being cast in the series All That. Do you remember all that at all? No, I never you, watched really? it. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of sketch comedy. So that's where like Kenan Thompson got famous. Oh yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. I just I just never actually watched it. Yeah, so she was in it, and she mm-hmm. wasn't the focus, but she did get her own show called The Amanda Show. Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. And Again, that, yeah, didn't really watch it, but I'm aware of that now. That was from 1999 to 2002, so about, mm. I was four years old, and then it went on for about three years. Yeah, so it was around that time. Okay. Makes sense. I uh, couldn't watch all that because, you know, it had real people in it, but I remember there was a scene, I think it was Rakeenan Thompson, it could be him or Kel, whoever, I forget mm. Kel's last name, but I think his hand got stuck in a toaster, and when he pulled it out, it was like, it was burned with the weird uh, toaster design on his hand, and oh. it freaked me out, because he was freaking like, out, and his hand was cut. And then you were like, oh my God, turn yeah. the TV off, yeah. and like, never again. And then after that, they just said, no more all that, and so and then... <laughs> 
Then for a while, anytime I saw Keenan Thompson, I was scared. I was like, is this the scene where he... He has a glove on and yeah. see him now. He's like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Is this one where he turns into a toaster? <laughs> His hand? So, The Amanda Show. Did you ever... You never caught that on TV? Mm-hmm. I remember that whenever um, Amanda Bynes would play her own stalker. And so there was... It was like a weird nerdy girl, it was which was Amanda Bynes, but she yeah. would like hide in dumpsters, and she had this weird fan club website called Amanda Please. She's like, go to www.amandaplease.com. And so when I was a kid, yeah. I was like, mom, take me to amandaplease.com, <laughs> which would just reroute you to Amanda Show or whatever, or, or Nickelodeon, so whatever. So was it kind of like a, um, a kid's version of a talk show, or was there like sketches? It was very sketch-based. Okay, and gotcha. Amanda's show, if I, if I remember correctly, I'm really going off of memory here. I didn't feel like researching and actually watching the Amanda <laughs> show as a grown man. Right. <laughs> but... As I recall, it was very sketch based. Mm-hmm. She had she played her own stalker. There was like, I want to say there was a point where she came out like a talk show where she got up on stage and she was telling jokes and then she would open what's behind door number three. I'm very much going off of mm-hmm. my old memories when I was like very very young. Yeah, Nickelodeon was like hit or miss for us growing up. Like there were some shows we were never allowed to watch just because it's Nick, and then some shows mm-hmm. we were like kind of allowed to watch, like Drake and Josh was on and off. My mom would change her mind every year on whether or not we're allowed to watch it. We were mostly Disney kids, I think, and then Cartoon Network kids. We didn't really hop over to Nick every of that so often, you know. So it was yeah. very hit or miss whether or not if you were in a Nickelodeon production <laughs> back then when we were younger, it's very yeah. hit or miss whether or not your life either turned out okay or you were a victim of Dan Schneider. <laughs> like I mean, I would say ninety percent of them are way more successful in life than most of Disney cast. Right. <laughs> You'd say Nick is more successful? When I say successful, I mean like they didn't freaking get their lives ruined um, by a corporation. I'd say it's a tough one. Cause... As much as Disney, dude. Okay. Like, yeah. Disney, Disney kid stars, dude. Like they were, I mean, look at Miley Cyrus. Just like yeah. absolutely put in the machine, chewed up and spat out. And so, then yeah. like crazy comes out at the end. I don't know if I, well, I don't know if I agree because yeah, Miley Cyrus, may, maybe. I don't know. If she, I think she just had a wild phase. Well, I think it was because like, of... Well, I actually watched a, an editorial about this. Essentially, like, her wild phase, it was a little bit... It was a lot smarter than people gave it credit for. It was mm-hmm. essentially to break from the Disney chains. It right. was essentially to go the complete opposite direction. Right. To show everyone that she's not, like, a Disney puppet anymore. But, right. like, that, unfortunately, like... Well, just, like, the drastic measures she had to take just to right. get out of that blanket... A lot of other people didn't, or didn't have that luxury, you know. Well, I was gonna say, like, look at, like, <laughs> look at like Lindsay Lohan. Oh yeah. You know, like, I mean, she had to get away from that. She had the mm-hmm. very, very uh, Disney girl mm-hmm. image that she had to break from. Yeah. And I mean, goodness. But then, uh, you know, now back on Nick's side, you got Amanda Bynes, you mm-hmm. got uh, Jeanette McCurdy, you got all these people. But you do have a lot of people that made it, like Ariana Grande and all that kind I of stuff. I just don't know any. Uh, Tragic Nick stars. Mm. I know a lot of Disney tragic Nick's or tragic. I, you Disney really, stars, but I think you really should look up Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I think she's a very cautionary tale um, of like the Nick Nickelodeon industry or like anything like does something else kind of influence that? Part? I mean, you could just say Hollywood in general mm-hmm. is like. So when she got through Amanda's show, she didn't. It doesn't. Show that she got in with anybody crazy like Dan Schneider, who mm-hmm. who who did hurt a lot of people in his show. 
you got the guy that created Ren and Stimpy. He was preying on his underage fans, like all sorts of stuff. Like that's true. That that's yeah. um, but that was less Nickelodeon, and that was more of that particular animation studio. That's yeah. So I, I get it. Yeah, I see your point. So, two thousand two. This is going to be right after Amanda Show. Amanda Show's over. Mm. She's a inner feature film debut. <laughs> Big Fat Liar. Do you remember Big Fat Liar? Oh yeah. Okay, so that's a kid. From, I forget his name. He's a he's a race car driver now, but he's from <clears throat> Agent Cody Banks. I remember yeah. Agent I'll, Cody Banks. I love that movie though. That was a funny movie. It still is, I think. Big Fat Liar. Mm. Yeah, I remember, I remember that one. And she's the main or girl. She's the lead. Yeah, her second. Yeah, lead. Frankie Frankie Muniz. That's the that's the kid's name from mm. Big Fat Liar. That movie's kind of heralded as like a classic amongst people our age, and not not like for being that great or anything, but it's just very nostalgic, I would say. Yeah, That's I wouldn't go as far as saying classic, but I remember liking it very fondly, and yeah. I would still probably watch it today, honestly. Right. And it also was a commercial success, so mm. she got a Kids' Choice Award back when that meant something. Nice. And then, um, let's see, 2002 to 2006, she was in a sitcom, What I Like About You, Positive Reviews, she got another <laughs> Teen Choice Awards, she was getting on Vanity Fair, she was on the cover. Let's see, Charlotte's Web 2, direct a video film. Booyah. That doesn't surprise me. I've seen that. He, the second one? <laughs> yes. Please tell me. You're joking. <laughs> no, I'm not, not joking. Okay. We had that on VHS. Okay. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, get this, get this. There's a sheep that Wilbur has to look after. And if I'm not, I might be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure the sheep, the whole deal was that he didn't want to get his wool taken. <laughs> and so Wilbur was, like, trying to protect him from getting his wool taken. Um, yeah, that, that was that hit hard, man. Oh, and Charlotte... She had like three little babies. I was going to say Charlotte at the end of the first one. Spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, has three children. She and... ha- she has three little babies, and Wilbur, freaking stupid Wilbur, is like trying his best to describe what his what their mom was like. But he always like gets he's a he's an emotional baby. Mm-hmm. He can't handle telling them about their mom because for five seconds before he starts keeling over. I was going to say me only knowing eight <laughs> words would be like she was very spidery. <laughs> <laughs> She had eight legs. Okay, genuinely, I know you're joking, but I'm pretty sure that was along the same lines of what he did. <laughs> like literally. I don't think he said spidery, but it's something similar to that. I want to say that there is legit, not just the movie. There is a legit Spider Charlotte's Web too, <laughs> like a book, and it's going the same exact way you're describing. Yeah, and I, I think I actually remember renting Charlotte's Web too. I want to say it was on like an orange VHS tape. You remember the orange ones? I remember the orange. I remember only one of them. I think it was a it was a Blues Clues one. Oh, I remember a bunch of those. Uh, probably Blues Clues, and then mm. re- like Regrets in Paris, stuff like that. Actually, any Nickelodeon one was probably on an orange. Oh, tape. you're you're so right. That's probably true. Yeah. So anyway, side note. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Bynes. This short's going to be titled "Describe Charlotte's Web Too Poorly." <laughs> hey, I did as best as I possibly could. No, no, that's great. I do this all the time. So, okay. Tons of Teen Choice Awards. She's like a Nick star. She's had her own show, which, like, for a kid's like kid show that's a reality show in a way, three seasons isn't bad, especially when it's totally based around one person and their personality. Yeah. So she starred in that comedy, She's the Man. Do you know which I'm talking Have you seen that one? Where she's pretending to be a guy, and yeah. she's in, like, some weird, it's either college or high school. I can't remember. Let's see. I've seen it once. I actually have not seen it, but it was very well received. Let me see here. Let's see if it made money. It 
did barely, but it got mixed reviews. But it, it made like seven million bucks, which for a kids movie that's like yeah. Oh my god! Actually, I would say that's more so an actual movie. Mm-hmm. She was also in Hairspray. I don't think she was the main character. Well, like the original or the two thousand seven. Okay. No, not the original. Original. I think that's old, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, so the remake. Think, yeah, the remake. I believe with John Travolta. She was in that. Okay. Uh, let's see. She was also a good singer for sure. So she's already trying to. She's already like stepping out of like the. Yep. Nickelodeon Shadow. Okay. She started on Fashion Line <laughs> with a company called Stephen Barry's. Hmm. However, Stephen Barry's filed for bankruptcy in two thousand and eight. So after Ooh. after the movie Hairspray, she's like. No more berries. <laughs> no, no, she's like on it. Like she's like starting a fashion line, which is what she ends up going to school for. Hmm. Okay, I know we're kind of going through a complicated history here. Point is, she's on top of her game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I'm trying to see if anything else. She's in the movie Easy A. She dropped out. Have you seen the movie Hall Pass? I want to say it has Owen Wilson in it. It does have Owen Wilson. Hall Pass? No. So that came out in 2011. I want to say I was in. 10th grade and I was hanging out with a group of friends of mine we just got done with a football game and then for, and then we went out to eat and we were, you know it was my first time actually like in a group of friends and we're out going around the town in a way and then we were supposed to go see Hall Pass but then my parents said nope you have a bedtime come home I was like oh and then no, they had to drive me home no Hall Pass but she was supposed to be in that movie and she dropped out and that's when people started noticing things mm. it says that she pulled out of the movie because, let me see here. I think that's when she admitted she had a drug problem. Ah. So she had a drug problem that she would not admit to. She was doing drugs, and then she'd hop on Twitter and say, I've never done drugs in my entire life. Ah. She still had that image to stick to, but then she would be on, she'd be on social media clearly doing drugs, and then she got arrested for DWI, <coughs> and then she'd get on Twitter and say, like, I, I'm going to sue the police because I was, not under, I was not drinking when I was pulled over and arrested. So it was just, it was a big deal. She wouldn't admit that she had a drinking problem and a drug problem. Right. So 2018, 2010, she announced she's going to be on an indefinite hiatus from acting. So she basically said she's retiring Mm. at like 24 years old. She's super young. And then 2018, she, after several rehabs, several arrests, she's like, I might want to return to acting around 2018. She was going to reunite with some former cast members from all that at the 90s con in March of last year, 2023. It would have been her first public appearance since uh, some conservatorship issues with her parents. Hmm. Uh, She didn't show up. And so that was, she had an on and off history of going into rehab, getting arrested, and all that type of stuff. She started going to fashion school and... She got her associate's degree, and then she went on to get her bachelor's degree. Now, I simplified it, but she had gotten, she had stopped going to school and going to school several times. I'm kind of butchering because I, I, I researched it a lot, but I didn't. I guess I should have put together a nice chalkboard here of her complicated timeline. Mm-hmm. So she started a fashion school. I want to say after one of her rehabs, she got her associates eventually, and then she. I want to say she dropped out. But then she went back and got her bachelor's. She started. She started getting arrested for several drug problems, several drinking and driving, several public intoxication stuff, stuff like that. Stuff maybe not those exact charges, but the stuff like that. And then she started accusing her parents of doing stuff to her, mm. um, a lot of abuse. 
either emotionally or sexually, but you know, none of that was proven necessarily. So let me give you something that she started doing. So she was 2012. She was charged with driving under the influence. Two years later, the charge was dropped and she received a three year probation. So she looks like she took a plea deal. May 2013, she was charged with reckless endangerment and marijuana possession as she was found smoking in the lobby of her Manhattan apartment building. When officers entered her 36th floor apartment, she allegedly threw a bong out the window. So a lot of like really unhinged behavior. Mm. Uh, the New York County judge dismissed the case against her in 2014. And let's see. She's in July 2013 in Ventura County, California. Sheriff's deputies detained her after she was allegedly started a small fire in the driveway of a stranger in Thousand Oaks. She was hospitalized under the 72-hour mental health evaluation hold, so they put her in like a little mental home for about 72 hours. Then her parents tried to file for conservatorship on her. That's when she started making stuff up about it. She accused her father of a whole bunch of stuff in October 2014. Let's see. Her parents protested and claimed innocence. Okay, and then eventually she stopped. She backed up on the claims that her father was abusing her, but she said that her father never abused her, but the microchip in her brain made her say those things. Oh boy. But her dad's the one that ordered them to microchip me. So she started like, okay, he didn't actually abuse me, but he ordered microchip be put in my head, so I would say those things. Okay, so her par- her parents wow. are trying to get her help, and she's fighting it. She starts right. making, she doesn't want help. She starts making stuff up. And then on top of that, she starts making more stuff up. Eventually, she gets diagnosed with bipolar. Okay, and then 2018, she said she'd been sober for four years. Her parents had helped her clean up. And then she started apologizing. She's like, you know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm really ashamed and embarrassed with the things I said. I can't turn back time. But if I could, I would. I'm so sorry to whoever I hurt and whoever I lied about because it truly eats away at me. She put a lot of that on her substance abuse. So a lot of drugs that she had been abusing at the time is kind of what led to it. I can't say I disagree. I'm not quite sure when that stuff happened because she... Up until then, in the little documentary I was watching, she had held it together really good. She she had a very nice girl image, and then just I want to say almost overnight, she just started going kind of bonkers. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like typically, what happens like with those people is that they meet people who have those connections. Yeah, through their stardom. Yeah, it's kind of always hard to pinpoint where that starts unless they're the ones who come forward with that information. Right, and she she had such a promising career up until then mm. hall pass is when she dropped out and was like yeah I'm, I'm 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 too crazy on drugs like she she finally admitted she had a problem before that she's like killing it killing it she's having success after success even the stuff that didn't do quite well critically was still making a lot of money so she was on top of her and game she got through college like yeah and so what i want to highlight here is she made several attempts to get her life better and I'm noticing a pattern of like, I'm going to go to fashion school. Mm. She finished partially, got her associates, and then dropped out. But then went back and finished, got her bachelor's. And then she, she's, getting, she's going to rehab. She's getting better. She's staying sober for four years. But then she's like kind of relapsing and then kind of going back on that. There's several quality attempts here to get help. And that's why I'm very hesitant to just start kind of like making fun of her. Because I, I, I see a pattern of her trying to get better you know and I, I doubt she'd ever listen to this but someone who is seeking help and then they keep hitting a low point it just kind of feels weird to get on here and just start kicking her kind of while she's down yeah. you know because like even like i said she'll she'll never see this right but at the same time i i just really think it would be r- very you know insensitive of me to 
kind of poke fun at somebody who is actively trying, at least maybe not right this second, but who is actively trying to better themselves and kind of realize that they have a problem and seek help but keep failing. And I think there's a little bit of honor to that or a little bit of respect I can give to someone who is attempting to fix their mental problems or substance abuse problems but so, but fail. You know what I mean? Is there a situation currently where she's being bullied, uh, she's being made fun of like by the masses or well, like, what's sparking this conversation? Well, that's a that's a good point. Was uh, I noticed I read an article that she started a podcast mm-hmm. and she actually had <clears throat> abandoned it after one episode. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of perked my interest. At first I was like, oh man, the binds are being crazy again. But yeah. then I, I started kind of digging into this and I was like, my goodness, like, you know, there, there's more to this. So I, I did actually end up watching that episode. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I actually watched it this morning so I could kind of have a, have a more fresh perspective here. So she, let's see, do you know, do you know who Paul Siminski is? It sounds familiar. I'm not very, I'm not very familiar with him, but they started a podcast called Amanda Bynes and Paul Siminski, the podcast. Mm. And the first episode, she gets a tattoo artist and model. Her name's Dahlia Moth. I've not looked at her work, but I watched the interview, and it was a really... The podcast wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I will say Amanda Bynes didn't look quite as interested as you would think for a show with her name first on it. And it's basically... The, the show is just called Amanda Bynes and Paul Siminski, the podcast. So uh. they didn't try to go creative with the title. They, they were kind of just relying on star power. I don't quite know who Paul Siminski is, but I kind of figure he sounds important. But the reason, let me pull up the reason why she canceled this show. Okay, so here on People Magazine. I gave up trying to find Paul Siminski. (laughs) Oh, really? It's not popping up? It's like, yeah. Okay. So she posted her first episode. She says, so after it airs, she says it's going to be on hiatus, which was kind of weird to me, honestly, because... For me, I was like, you know, I'm going to see how this goes and just start posting stuff, you know, and I'm putting a lot of work into it. But she says, even though the podcast is doing really well and the response has been great, I'm going to take a pause on it for now. Yeah, that's a little odd. And you'd think that with that production quality, I'm assuming there's a good amount of production quality. Yeah, they it wouldn't would, be bad. They would record multiple episodes already. Right. So she says, we're not able to get the type of guests that I'd like on the show, like say Jack Harlow or Drake or Post Malone. So she was really just kind of hoping that she would have these really high top-tier guests. I don't see that happening. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could see Post Malone getting on there because he's such a sweet guy. She says, so maybe one day if we're able to get those types of guests on the show. Hello, Keanu Reeves. We will resume the podcast, but for now I'm taking a pause on it. So what was your immediate reaction to like, okay, she's not going to get those type of guests? That was <laughs> I didn't finish reading, and you were like, oh, yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> Just like... Drake, I mean, come on, <laughs> right? And, and but that's what struck that, a chord that's, with th- me. That's those are like you can't go much higher than that, you right. know. Like especially like, even Post Malone, like hey, he's a nice yeah. guy, but like still, like right. that's top tier. Like you gotta start a little smaller, like a <laughs> little more realistic than this. And that's you gotta what, start a little smaller than that. That's what struck a chord with me was because I was sitting here like. I think she kind of just went into it with the wrong intentions where she yeah. just thought like, cause she's famous. She's just going to be, it's going to be a famous person only podcast. Mm-hmm. So her first guest, I mean, really cool person. I'm not, I'm not trashing the show. I'm not trashing the guest she had on mm-hmm. it. Dahlia Moth, like a tattoo artist. Really cool. It was, it was a decent, but like you could tell Amanda Bynes had a lack of experience in interviewing. So she kept trying to go off of the 10 pre-scheduled 
questions that she had, and they were very generic. It yeah. wasn't like, so tell me about your work as a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. What got you? She's like, so tell me about <laughs> your career and what got you into this career. And I was like, oh, I was like Amanda. <laughs> Honey. But Paul Siminski, is that, did I get that right? It was Paul, right? Yeah. Paul Siminski comes in, and he he's talkative. He's asking questions. He's asking the right questions. When he'd ask a question, he would press forward with that mode of conversation. Mm-hmm. Where Samantha Bynes looked a little bit out of her element. But, I mean, granted, like, that was the first show, and she started with a guest and mm-hmm. with, like, like oh, that would, you know, that, that's not easy. I, like, I know how that works. But that struck a chord with me when I first read that article was, like, she went into it thinking, like, okay, I'm going to have all these really famous people on, and everyone's going to care about what I have to say. And, and you know, that's fine. That Like, we're doing the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going in with, like, okay, people are going to th- care what we have to say, you know. Um but to cancel it after one episode, that really struck a chord with me. And then her reasoning being like, well, we just we didn't get any famous people like I was hoping. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that struck a chord with me because of the differences between why I started my show and then potentially why she started hers. I don't think she went into it hoping for this to be a creative outlet for her to be able to express herself creatively, to potentially find a a way with which she can use a hobby to kind of work through some of the emotional problems she might be dealing with because she very recently got out of rehab Hmm. and then she was found not wearing any clothes on the street. I want to say of California, you know, very, very recently. So then, then she got pushed back into another rehab and now she's going to another program Again, she's she's expressing her commitment to getting better, mm-hmm. where she's following up and going to these programs outside of a full on rehab, and she's seeing people to, you know, to to get better, you know. And so when I saw that she was in a podcast, and she canceled it after one episode, I was very I, I felt really bad, and I was like, I think she should have stuck with it, and I would have really mm-hmm. liked to see her, you know, kind of use that platform, especially with her having a built in like you know, fan base in a way where people are wanting to encourage her, wanting her to do better as well. I'm not the only one. I'm just a random guy. Sure. I'm sure there's tons of people that want her to get better. And I was very discouraged for her that she kind of went into this, what we're doing with the mindset of just like, it's just going to be famous and it's going to be big and people are going to hop on it. I think that's exactly it. Like, I don't think like her intentions were wrong. Yeah. It seems like, and typically if that was her only motivation, I don't see her continuing it. It was probably right. just like a one and gun thing. Yeah. And like <clears throat> she doesn't have that kind of pull in Hollywood. She never really got to that point. Maybe yeah. with like co-stars, yeah, but never like anything above that. Right. Um and also celebrities have to look after their own image. Their yeah. their agents are not gonna let them go on the Amanda Bynes podcast this with her track record. Absolutely. I mean, because like, cause I was watching it, I was like, you know, was it, it got some good praise, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was very, Paul Siminski was doing most of the work, yeah. because like I said, she had her pre-picked questions, which I think she could have improved on. It, it almost felt like she typed it in chat GPT, mm-hmm. and she just kind of was going with that, because her face the whole time, and I haven't watched a ton of Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. interviews to know like how she talks and if she smiles or not. But her face was very serious, mm-hmm. and it looked like she was a little bit out of her element because Paul Siminski was doing 
most of the work carrying the conversation and he was getting into it. He was being mm -hmm. expressive. He was doing the body language. He was doing the laughing and the smiling. And then when he heard something he liked, he pressed into that line of questioning or that like conversation. Whereas her, whenever she heard an awkward pause, like I do sometimes when I hear an awkward pause, that's, that's my cue to step in and, and be funny again. Whereas right. with her, she would freak <laughs> out and go back to another very generic question. Mm -hmm. And it, it was, it was interesting. I was watching her body language and she just felt very uncomfortable. She hated Anytime there's awkward silence, she's like, okay, quick, next question. I wonder if she would have been done better with audio. Right. Yeah, because she did video too, obviously. And I don't think she's editing her own stuff, though. Oh, no, I mean, like, just audio only. Right. So, like, I, I wonder if she if would have done better with that. Because, you know, like, that can actually taint someone's uh, image as well. Mm. Um, if there's, like, video behind it, you know, then you can see, like, all the things that they're not, like, thinking about. Um, she's not in front of a script anymore. Yeah. She's just, like herself yeah i mean she's the one running this show this is the first time that she's probably been heading a project that is true um and for it to be like sort of a live-ish setting like mm -hmm. that's tough um not for everyone and it takes a lot of practice definitely to even get into that field yeah. um much less to, like it's less than i mean for us it's a hobby but like right. for someone who's she's putting money into it she wants it to be like successful yeah. that takes practice that takes knowledge that takes like a lot of planning Absolutely. Um, that we're not even capable of yet you know like right <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot it's a you know it she probably went into it because it's an easy thing to do it's an easy right. thing to start up absolutely but it takes a lot of work and a lot of mm -hmm. um just focus i think to make it successful right and like there's and not, patience as well yeah there's not an inherent like as soon as you start running your mouth on a microphone that you're about to just get a ton of views you're about to get famous she had a better start than most people mm -hmm. like she she i didn't look at her youtube numbers i listened on spotify but if yeah. i were to look like she probably got a decent amount of listeners like probably mm -hmm. more than we've all gotten you know with the, a lot of our videos combined yeah but that's not where she was kind of trying to go with it mm -hmm. i guess she like he's like we said she was trying to go for straight it's going to be everyone's going to listen. We're going to have a very respectable guest list and that type mm. of stuff. I really would have liked to see, because she has a history of starting projects and then kind of backing away from them. Yeah. Now, she went to fashion school a couple times and she did finish. But then you got like, okay, so she starts this podcast. And I'm sitting here like, this could, this for me is very good at helping me express myself creatively or working to get topics together and stuff like that. Like, it really stretches me. And then I yeah. got to hear myself talk, and I got to edit things out. I got to keep things in. I get to be creative and figure out what needs to be cut, what needs to stay, that type of stuff. Yeah. I think if she had stuck with it and done it from that mindset, I think she actually would have had something that keeps her occupied. Because I think a really big part of it is, like, she'll get sober, but then she'll get bored. And mm -hmm. when she's in that level of boredom, she kind of, like, chooses to relapse in a way. And I'm, there's more that goes into it. Like, it, you know, being hooked on drugs and, and relapsing, but there's more that goes into it than just, like, I'm bored. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to relapse again. I, I know that. I'm not trying to be naive here and say, like, there's just one there's one thing she's doing wrong or, you know, it's, a, it's an illness. You know, like, maybe there's nothing she is doing wrong. Maybe she has serious withdrawals. Maybe when she's not doing drugs, she has very crazy mental stuff. Like, hey, that, that sucks. Yeah. But I think if she had started this show, it would have been a, a very helpful way to help her cope with a lot of stuff she's doing. Because it, it is for me. I know everyone's different. Yeah, I would say on the air of caution. Yeah. And I know this is a lot, or this is much easier said than done. Hmm. For people in her situation, I don't think stardom is right. healthy. Yeah. I don't think the attention is what she needs. Right. 
Um, I think it's what she wants and what she craves, but I don't yep. think it's what she needs at all. Mm. Um, she went to fashion school and yep. completed it. Like you could, you have success right there. Like you can find success right there. Absolutely. Um, but something's pulling her back to like, you know, the limelight and obviously given her track record, it's never led to a healthy place. Yeah. At least for very long. Um, and I don't think it would help at all. Like, if she came at it with a more like humble attitude, like, Hey, this is just like a side hobby. Like yeah. he didn't put a whole bunch of money behind it. Didn't have mm-hmm. a huge production. Like, like what we're doing right now, yeah. <clears throat> I think she'd find a lot more success and she'd be a lot happier. Absolutely. Instead of trying to be like another big thing, like trying to make, make this the next step in her life, her career. Like, don't make it a career goal. Just make right. it something that you want to do. Right. Think think about the Office Ladies podcast. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. So the Jenna Fisher and the girl. Have you seen the Office? Yeah. Okay. The girl that plays Pam and the girl that plays Angela. They started mm-hmm. a podcast, and they didn't start it with like every week. And we're gonna have John Krasinski on. Right. We're gonna have the guy that plays Kevin. Like it wasn't like that. It was just like it was just them two, mm-hmm. and they were just like every. We're gonna go through every episode and kind of talk about behind the scenes. And we're going to talk about what we've been, what we've been doing since then. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're just having fun. And, like, I mean, and then when they can, they have, you know, guest actors on. Rain yeah. Wilson, people that have been on the show. It wouldn't surprise me if they finally got Steve Carell by now. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I haven't been watching it. But, like, it's a great idea, and I like it. The same thing with Ned's Declassified. Do you, have you seen that they're doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going really well, too. And it was just, like, they're they're just trying to, they're just trying to have fun. They didn't go into it. Like, every episode... We're going to have, you know, a big guest. Like, they're just going with what they can, and then when they can add a guest, they they do. And that's kind of what we've been doing, too. It's like, obviously, you know, I was never like, okay, we started a podcast. I can't wait to have Drake on it. Post <laughs> like, Malone. Yeah. To start small with Post Malone. Uh, yeah, I actually think we could. We There's a chance we could do that one day. No, he, yeah. I, believe it or not, I actually know someone who used to play with Post Malone in high school. Yeah. So I'm like... It's a connection. You I, know, like, I it's think not it's that, possible. It's not that far. Yeah, he didn't grow up too far from here. Is all I'm saying. He so, worked at that Chicken Express just down the I'm street. I'm just saying, like, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Did you know he? This is like a side topic. I guess we can step away from Amanda buying stuff. Did you see that he opened up a Raising Cane's? Basically, based in his image. <laughs> no, I saw that. Does he yeah. own Raising Cane's? No. What's the deal? But they probably just teamed up with him to <laughs> franchise that because, like, legitimately, I don't get. Like, I've never. I mean, like, it's a partnership, right? But like, why is Raising Cane's like literally the temple of Post Malone now? I don't know <laughs> because <laughs> they started with the cups, which I have. All, which is like I have all five of them. Yeah, by the way. which is like okay, great idea. You get you know, yeah. like that's literally genius, right? Yeah. And then, like, I saw that building you're talking that Raising yep. Cane's you're talking about, and it's literally like a shrine, a temple to yeah, it will, straight up. Like, I will admit, they probably only play his music, like, legitimately. No, they actually don't. They oh. play, I actually didn't hear a single Post Malone song. What? I was surprised. Heresy. That, that, that was weird. I will <laughs> say, I walked in expecting, you know, better now to, to be playing. <laughs> or Butterfly. Yeah. And then I, or, yeah, Sunflower, one of them, I come in, no, not a single song. It was all songs that I wouldn't have thought would be in a Post Malone themed Raising Cane's. But I will say the scenery was very much worth it. The drive-through is very lit up. I love that neon blue. Oh, it's so good. So you been? I've seen it. I okay. mean, like I've never yeah. been, but like I, that's sick. Look, you know, especially and for raising canes. They had a very soft opening, so you know he attended the opening. But really? yeah, and he was like working the drive-through. 
No. But they didn't announce it because if they did, can you imagine how packed that Racing Canes would be? Oh, miles and miles back. How are you not there for the soft open? I didn't know it was opening. Oh. <laughs> That's how soft it was. <laughs> a little whoopee cushion. If I could go back in time and I was like, okay, and like, you know, I'm five years old and I yeah. knew that in 13 years, I'm sorry, 20, 23 years, if, wow. I, if I knew 23 years from when I was five, when they would open that Canes, I would oh be sure. God. I could see you like, like looping that drive through over mm-hmm. and over and over. I again. would loop it while it's under construction. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, <laughs> is he here yet? Is yeah. he here yet? Yeah. Did Did I tell you? Actually, I did. I know we did. We talked about it on the show where I was at the the George Bush Museum. Yeah. And when they opened and he showed up, so and then it he makes freaking put you in your place. He, <laughs> incorrectly <laughs> and then all the kids cheered for him and you were like <laughs> i was oh, ang- i'm bitter I, oh, always... I love that that's one of my favorite stories you have i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be you're freaking bullied by the president <laughs> former, <laughs> former president. president okay he wasn't cool enough to get a third term because we aren't allowed <laughs> he didn't he didn't enact martial law like yeah. smart guy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay watchmen they they got eviction <laughs> for six terms or something so you know i think i will forever be enemies with george w bush <laughs> for the weirdest reasons yeah the most specific reasons yeah no like he tried to upstate like i'm i'm almost never wrong guys <laughs> and in that instance i for sure was not wrong and how he, old were you 10 or something no i was i was almost 18 if not, oh, okay. if not 18 by but then still the fact that he's like yeah oh I need dumb look, kid i need to look cool in front of these kids <laughs> i bet you if i were to solve a scooby-doo mystery and i pulled the mask off it'd be, <laughs> be president bush <laughs> Oh, I would have gone away with it too if it yeah. weren't for you and your squiddy tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, do you remember me? No. Well, you should. <laughs> 20 years ago. Actually, I'm sorry, 10. My math is off today. My gosh. Yeah. My math is just way off. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah. Good date night option mm-hmm. because you go into that Raising Canes and there's tons of really cool stuff in there. Mm. So on the way up there, my girlfriend's like, I got a surprise for you. And we're driving, and I'm trying to guess, and I, I kind of recognize the area, but I also kind of don't. And so then I start jokingly, oh, look, we're at Denny's, ha, 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 as we drive by a Denny's. And then I, <laughs> we see that Cane's. I didn't know it was a Post Malone-themed Cane's. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it existed. It's very <laughs> blue. Right. It's very neon cowboys blue. Opposite of what Raising Cane's looks exactly. like. Exactly. So we get there. I was like, you took me all this way, jokingly, to see a blue Raising Cane's. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, yes, hole and i was like oh and then i we get there and it's post malone theme it's like oh that's really cool it's like okay babe thank you I, i'm so sorry i was jokingly making fun of you <laughs> like you know but it, like no it was a great it, it was great i loved I it i've been happy with a blue raising king that's pretty cool. <laughs> well i just i didn't think that was it i was i think i was playing the joke where you're like yeah. oh look right mcdonald's haha good one babe but no it turns out it was blue raising games <laughs> that's epic but we got there. Oh, Mr. Malone. Yeah, and it was it was it was very cool. All my pictures are on Instagram for people that know me personally. And it was great. And like I was like, best girlfriend ever. Sidebar. So, there's mm-hmm. a place, there's a Mongolian girl I go to quite frequently. And I go with my work buddies, and whenever we go, the same work buddy points out every single time, Oh, Post Malone ain't here. And there's a picture of Post Malone in the back. I'm just like, hush. Is that is that is that just like the magnum opus if you yeah, open a restaurant? Pretty, pretty you post much. Malone there, and yeah. then like you're just known as that place. Oh, that must that place must be great. If post Malone ate there once well, when he had like I don't know. Do, do you know how many people are coming out of the woodwork saying that they taught him in class or they sat next to him? In oh gym? yeah, oh, like yeah. everyone's everyone and their mom went to school with Post Malone. <laughs> you know, 
if you if you live in Texas and you live near the Grapevine area, I lost my virginity to yeah, post yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I bet you did, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you see that drama he had when he went on that podcast? I forget Charlemagne. I think that's the guy's name. Mm-mm. I think that's his name. I do apologize, audience, but he the guy the guy was clearly jealous of him, so he got on there and he's like, "What are you doing for the Black Lives Matter movement?" Oh, and, then, and then he's like, um, "I'm not sure," you know. And he's Post Malone's a real sweet guy. He's like, "I I uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I support them." And the guy's like, "You could just say nothing, you know. You you could just say you're not doing it at all." And he just kept like trying to make him look bad. He kept trying to be like, you know, is that your girlfriend? You know, well. You know he's gonna cheat on you, right? You know all the options that oh, he had. What? Yeah, oh yeah. Like he was going. Why to- do people freaking bully him? I don't oh, understand. Yeah. Like he, he was going to town on him. There was a I saw this one video where like um he's like shaking hands with a bunch of fans in like a crowd, and like one dude randomly says, "You suck, Post Malone," and then he stops. He looks with like a genuinely hurt face. Dang. Not like not like you have to see this video later. Yeah. Not like most celebrities where they just kind of blow him off. Like he literally stops and he like goes for like five <laughs> seconds. He says. That's so hurtful, man. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I, I bet you that guy got beat up. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. They were like, you suck, you. No, but yeah. like, very genuine dude. Yeah, uh, love Post Malone. Love his music. He's a very sweet guy too. Because like, you know, the, I saw a video where he went up to a kid who was very who was disabled, and he was just being real sweet to him. He didn't, you know, he treated him real nice, and it was, it was just cute. I was like, dang, dude. He seems like a really cool guy. He's one of the few celebrities I'd like to meet in real life and just hang out with. Him and Keanu Reeves need to start a podcast. <laughs> Cancel it after one episode. <laughs> Checks into rehab. He's like, sorry, man. We wanted to get we wanted to get freaking President Bush on yeah. here. He's not responding. Well, I, I picture him getting on and be like, I wanted to get Post Malone on here, but we just couldn't do it. And it's it's him. <laughs> He's announcing he couldn't get it. That's funny. <laughs> I couldn't get Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has any beef with anyone, but that'd be funny if he had like beef with someone. He was like, "I'll try to get this guy on there." Yeah, I want to apologize to him. That would be hilarious. All right, let me see real quick. Did you see that three-year life at sea cruise? Did you see that they canceled it? Mm-mm. It was supposed to be like all access, three years of a. You're on a cruise. Yeah. Here's the problem: they never had a boat to begin with. Oh. They, they promised a three-year show. I'm sorry, three-year cruise, and they they had made these promises, and they sold tickets, and they did all that, thinking that by then they have won the bid on a boat, and they they didn't. So the dream is over for passengers who'd signed up for Life at Sea Cruises' inaugural three-year voyage. After weeks of silence, which is always a great... Mm You know, the company's acknowledged that passengers... Was it on a freaking Kickstarter? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I'm saying, like, did they just, like, crowdfund this? (laughs) The company has acknowledged passengers that it has no ship and has canceled the departure, vowing to refund those who signed they up. They were it. landlubbers the entire time. I want to know if they actually refunded people. I need to look that up. Dude, that's the same story as like the Titanic 2, the guy who tried to make the Titanic 2. Oh, really? What happened with that? Oh, so like Titanic 2 has always been like this big thing. Like people have been trying, like either the Chinese government, not mm-hmm. joking, the Chinese government's trying to make it, or this dude, this rich British dude, he like basically. I think it was like a documentary. He was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the Titanic too. And he was pouring like millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars into it. And then it just like never went anywhere. But he made a big deal. Like you got to believe in me. You got to trust me. It's really going to happen. It just, it just died. Oh, I definitely believe you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think you're not crazy. Oh man. But 
So we want to put you on a boat for three. Dude, who would want to be on a boat? You know, some people retire years? on a cruise line, and I'm not sure I quite understand. <laughs> okay, it. like there are some men who go out, and women, I guess, mostly men, I think. Sorry. Very single men in their 30s, late who, 30s. Who go, yes, dead. actually, <laughs> who go out to sea for like, I don't know, eight months or something to maybe multiple years to fish, you know, and they come back and they're like, my God, you know, we've, we, that, that was the tour of a lifetime. I almost yeah. died. You know, like who wants to be on a boat for like three freaking years and right. how would you not get sick and tired and, I'm assuming it would stop every once in a while. Like, you would have to stop for supplies. Yeah. I mean, you know, they stop at, like, if you take one in the Bahamas, they'll Mm -hmm. stop on islands and stuff. And then just, like, tourists. What about family? Friends and family. Yeah. Like, you just have to. Yeah. How do you visit them? (laughs) Do you have to uh, airdrop them in? (laughs) (laughs) So, let's see. Some of the passengers who booked the 111 cabin sold are still in Istanbul because it was going to depart from Istanbul, Turkey. So, Mm -hmm. they made their way to Istanbul and then they canceled it. And Sounds so, like they retired in Istanbul. But. I know, right? So, where they? What were they going to fund? How are they going to fund it? Others say they have nowhere to return to, having sold or rented out their homes in anticipation of the round-the-world voyage, as well as jettisoning their possessions. Most have spent tens of thousands of dollars on what was meant to be the experience of a lifetime. Yep. Pre-ordered. Yep. Pre-ordered <laughs> yeah, they, they they pulled a GameStop on them. <laughs> what was the pre-order bonus? A canvas bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Let's see. All right. So the the company now I don't understand how they're going to do this. And like I'm glad they are. I'm glad they're giving them their money back. I'm glad it's not a uh, Logan, Logan Paul, Paul scam. scheme. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. We can talk about that someday. But I don't want to. I mean, we're just going to be ripping. No, off. We're, let's not jump on the bandwagon. I was going to say we're just going to be ripping off Coffeezilla's videos. So. Right. I mean, that's who I'd watch to get the info from. Yeah. So. Hashtag. They they wait. They face a wait of at least several months to get their money back. The company said it will re- make repayments in monthly installments. That's nice. That that's mm-hmm. better than I would have expected. Starting yeah. from mid December and completing repayments in late February. That's not bad. Yeah, getting paid for yeah in there two months. Hmm. So and they offered to pay for accommodations. Nice to send people home who are stranded. <laughs> but some people say they have no home to return to. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Some need their refund, even a plan of place to go. So it's not good right now. Let's see. Okay. Life at Sea Cruises has been planning to buy the the Adara. Hmm. A ship retired this summer by Ada Cruises, a German subsidiary of Carnival Corp. It was due to be rechristened as the MV Lara, so they were going to buy a a used boat and rename it. The company had originally slated the sale to go through by the end of, of September while working on the ship in dry dock in Germany. Blah, 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 blah. After six weeks of uncertainty, during which the Life at Sea repeatedly told guests that the sale was taking longer than planned, on November 16th, they had announced, Celestial Cruises announced they had bought the ADRA. So a day later, Life at Sea's former CEO, Kendra Holmes, who resigned days earlier, said she was not speaking. So they had lost the bid. She retired on a cruise somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. And mm. say probably on the boat that the, got sold to the other one. Right. So they had they told people it was taking longer, and I, I guess the other cruise line had bought it because they made a better deal. So let's see. But when your entire company relies on one bid, oof. Declaring himself extremely sorry. So the owner of Murray Cruises, <laughs> which owns Life at Sea, declaring himself extremely sorry for the inconvenience. Hmm. I'm so sorry if this uh, put you out of your way. Hey, guys, our bad. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully... You can trust us again with our uh, three-year airliner that we're about to purchase. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
what's that? You, you can't get home. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this sucks. I, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I know you sold your house. Okay. And, 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 and pre-bought. That, that's not on us. You know, like you took the risk. We yeah, didn't tell yeah. you to take the risk. I knew you pre-ordered to play Shang Tsung, but alas. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Let's see. They made the down payment, but it says also the Israel thing going on right now. Is It also kind of hurt negotiations. So while Israel is being attacked, they're like, okay, but what about our boat? <laughs> the Taliban took it. <laughs> they're, all pl- they're on a pleasure cruise right now. Got the tally. Mm. All right. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, they would too. Wouldn't that be awesome if like the Taliban had a freaking cruise ship as like their headquarters? <laughs> See, that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I don't think I feel too bad for them. I mean, like, was, do you think it was a bunch of rich people that are kind of getting what they deserved? Disappointment. I okay. I'm the type of person. I hate like the whole pessimistic, like, yeah, rich people got what they deserve kind of thing for spending money. Like, okay, like. I don't ever revel in people's misery or I try not to revel in people's misery. You know, like those are people with their hard earned money, you know, like for the most part, hard earned money and they spent it on a bad, you know, bad decision. Like who hasn't spent money on a bad decision? They just spent it on like a much larger scale. And I I would confidently say I've never wasted a penny. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Not even once. Not even once. Like well, good even for you, man. when I dropped the penny, I bent over and I picked it back up. Good for you. Man. Good for you. <laughs> I dropped a penny into um, a street performer's hat and I had to pull it out. Pull it right. <laughs> sorry, this is a waste. <laughs> What's that? You're hungry? <sighs> Oof. Sorry, sorry yeah. man. Hey. I've never made never made a bad decision. Never gonna start. You know? <laughs> I'm not starting today. <laughs> gosh dang it. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: like every freaking, I, I feel like mo- a, a lot of people would be in the same situation if they had said money. You know, like. It's hard. It's easy to dehumanize and to poke fun at people, you know, like, hey, lack of common sense exists everywhere, you know, in all forms, all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, they made a bad decision and this is the consequence of it because, yeah, like, it's way too good to be true. Or maybe, you know, it was pitched very believably and, like, everyone had full confidence, you know, things do happen, like... Who knows? But yeah, it is sad. You know, like how some people legitimately gave up their homes for this particular dream. You know, it's like, right? Yeah, because um, it's not an easy. They sold their house, right? You know what I mean? And they're like, okay, but we're gonna pay for this three year career. Like that, that does kind of suck. Yeah, you know. So like a lot of them, it's not because they were rich a holes. It was mm-hmm. because they were like, okay, this sounds great. You know, and like we'll just remortgage our home, we'll sell it, and then mm-hmm. it'll pay for the trip and we're. For the next three years, we're covered. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, dumb. Yeah, dumb decision. I still, I still think that's crazy. Mm. But at the same time, it just seemed like such a sure thing. Unless it's illegal, I really don't really fault people for what they spend their money on. Right, it's their money. Right, I'm not like I, I'm not the type of person like, well, you should have spent it on charity. I'm just like. Well, let's look at your bank account and see where oh, all yeah, your no. money's going to. You I, know, I like, hate those people. I cannot stand those people that are like, how come you're not spending it on the poor? I know someone who's like, <laughs> every single time we talk about movie numbers, they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, $40 million for a movie? How could that not go to some charity somewhere where there's hungry people over the world? I'm just like, yeah, well. Well, I was going to say, I won't take away from the fact that you know a movie like The Marvels was a waste of money. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because that was like $300 million. But it's par for the course. Like, it's yeah. just like, yeah, well, if that money didn't go to that movie, it'd go to something else. You know, right. like... Something equally stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Disney after all. Right. But I'm with you. I don't like those mindsets where everyone's like, like okay, why don't you make millions of dollars? Then you can give it all to the poor. Yeah, see what you do with it. Yeah. Like, you know, like... Everyone wants to be a Mr. Beast, but they never, you know, like think about that. You know, once they hit the lottery, they're or if they ever hit the lottery, they're like they usually yeah. lose it immediately because they don't know how to invest it properly, or um, they just spend it on stupid stuff as well. You know, like very rarely is it all get, unless they're like super old and retiring. You know, typically it doesn't really hit. You know, the big margins that they're talking about. What's the newest thing Mr. Beast did that made people upset? I think the latest thing was just the blind children, but that was a while ago. No, that was that was that was a long time ago. I know he went to another country and <coughs> built a bunch of wells. Oh yeah, and that made people mad too. That's right. And I'm just like, what is up with you people? Like I, I haven't seen you grab a. They shovel. start digging up those wells. They're like, this is what you need to be doing. <laughs> That's what he did in front of a. <laughs> no, but like they're actually covering them back up in front of a crying child. Like this is yeah. what you need to be doing, yeah. Mr. Beast. Put child in hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, oh, speaking of um of Disney, so I heard that apparently their latest financial report is that this year. I mean, I don't their financial report for this year. I guess hasn't come out yet, but essentially their stocks have gone from like I think it was like two ninety nine a share down to like eighty eight a share. No, oh, no, this year, um, which is like shocking. Is this? Are you tell me it's a good time to buy into Disney stock. Great time. <laughs> Where's it going to go? Don't down you more? see all the horizon, like everything right. they have on the horizon? I have a question. Do you think that now a lot of people like to think that Disney is unbeatable and like it'll always be there? But like, I've, I mean, we've seen companies, you know, overconfident companies that like we never thought would ever go out of business, go out of business. Like, do you ever think that Disney would go under? Can go under? Because again, there is not one part of Disney right now that's doing well. Right. Their streaming services are not doing well. Their parks are not doing well. Their movies are not doing well. They are. The, their ESPN's not doing well. Like, literally, is money pit after money pit after money pit. Like, yeah. nothing's doing well for this long. Like, and obviously, their CEO isn't. There's a lot of political uh, uproar um, and infighting in the uh, Disney uh, board, essentially, right now. Right. There's like a civil war going on right now. Mm. Like, this, I mean, I know Disney's have been through rough patches before, like, really bad rough patches. And typically, the way they get themselves out of that is that they buy another creative company and creative <laughs> asset to make them stuff. Yeah. Right now, they've pretty much bought everyone. Right. So it's like, what other choice do they have to eventually be bought up by, I don't know, Apple or uh, Google or something, you know? If they ever went under, would you put in a bid to buy them? Oh, like, really? of Heck course, yeah. we'd never get it. Like, no, so, I'll put a bid. Just to like, say I put in a bid for Disney? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like I'd kick them 100 bucks and be like, Hey man, take or leave. Yeah, it. look, <laughs> it's on the table. It's, it's you're not right doing there. so well on your own here. You <laughs> let, me, need, let me help you out. You need a helping hand, <laughs> and that's me being generous. Yeah, okay. It's like don't don't. Uh, that's your final offer <laughs> because in about ten seconds, I'm taking twenty bucks out of it. <laughs> so oh, and yeah. I want the rights to Steamboat Willie. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh yeah, let me answer it. your question first, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know where that's going. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I really don't just, think they will. I don't think they will go under. Really? No. Do I think they're going to restructure in a year and get their life in order? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll I think it'll come back. They they need to They lost to Universal this year. They did. 
They lost to freaking Universal. And this is the same company that brought us um, <laughs> such hits as Wish? The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, The Cat in the Hat movie. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the Ang Lee Hulk film. Mm. You know, like it's... I'm, I'm Yes, I'm, I'm with you. I'm disappointed. But they need a swift kick in the groin to get back in order. They're yeah. paying attention. Money talks. Okay, they the, they know that their female led movie about mm. superheroes that had a, a a budget set to they thought they were gonna make a billion dollars off of it. Yeah, did lost like two hundred million dollars. Like right. I, I don't know, money talks. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to change something. Mm-hmm. You know, the it, it was so bad that they fired everyone who was working on Daredevil and rehired and and just replaced them because. It just it wasn't working out. They knew it was going to suck. They were watching it like, okay, mm. people hate She-Hulk. Well, Daredevil is going to have the same tone as She-Hulk, so we're going to have to redo it and right. try to make it more like the Netflix special. Wow, so, it's like what we should have done with reverse. I know, but I think they're trying to course correct. Will mm. it work? I don't know. I mean, do you think all of their bad ideas are just catching up with them and that they yes. already planned them all out? Yes. Or. They're just going to make like five or six more bad decisions before they actually change their mind. I think they're actually finally starting to restructure. They still have to let Snow White come out because that movie's basically done. Okay. They might just can it. They're not going to can it, bro. They I mean, the did, Batwoman movie got canned. Like, I know that's not on the same tier, but like, they, I mean, that's happened before. In order to can Snow White, they would have to admit that they did wrong. They'd have to admit that they got a spoiled 19 year old to, yeah. to get under their skin and to ruin a movie. I don't think you understand the links that companies will go to to always appear like they're in a position. Well, then at the very least, they might remake it. That's too much money. The movie's already not going to do well. Then what's like, like legitimately, there are, I would say there are some situations before where it actually would be um, potentially a bigger loss to release a movie like that. You think so? Publicity wise, yes. Um, Hmm. For bad publicity, really bad publicity. Like legitimately, that's again. That's why the Batwoman movie didn't come out. It was finished, completely finished, one hundred percent ready to go out. It got cut because of tax purposes. The the new guy they hired, who put James Gunn in charge, mm. saw Batgirl and was like, "Okay, we're not even going because it had a bunch of stuff in it that would have taken the franchise in a new direction." Yeah, they were scrapping that whole universe. They were they were done with Zack Snyder's original vision. The yeah. Flash wasn't getting a sequel. Michael Keaton's not coming back as Batman. He was supposed to be in it as mm. Batman, so. Text purposes, just boom, say just write it off. Yeah, and that's that's what happened. This might be this. I feel like this might be a similar situation. That's we a, haven't been given like a date or anything like of like, hey, right. this is when it's coming out. Well, have you seen the interviews Rachel Ziegler's doing? Oh yeah, yeah. So like, oh, I mean, she's literally legitimately yeah. like just like stabbing. She, she, she did a one eighty stabbing, stabbing. Or did she? Yeah, she cleaned up. Yeah, so they, she did one with the girl that played Ariel in Little Mermaid, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I I love the Snow White story." Oh, did you? Know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like she wow. the, she did a one eighty on what she said the initial time. She got taken in the back room. Yes, and, and told like you got to shut the heck up. <laughs> <laughs> so what they what they the approach is delay the movie a year. Yes, you're right. There's I don't think there's a release date yet. Mm-hmm. But they delayed it a year, and now they're making they they took a break. They told her to quit talking, mm-hmm. and now she's coming back allegedly about a year before the movie's supposed to come out mm-hmm. and they're having her backtrack. Now she's a fan of Snow White. Wow. Now she likes the original Oh, my favorite tropes. princess. Yeah. No, I loved sleeping in a yeah. coffin and being... Yeah. <laughs> I, I love being stalked by a prince. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... I. 
they would really have to now Batgirl's different because they had a vision, it wasn't working out, so they're they're trying to go a different direction and they hired a new CEO. Like no, every Disney's everything's the same. Mm. Bob Iger's it's is so much the same, they hired Bob Iger back. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Kathleen Kennedy's still in charge of Star Wars yep. Star Wars, Kevin Feige's still in charge of Marvel. I just they would have to admit they messed up mm-hmm. and they won't they're not gonna do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so no, Snow White's coming out. I, I promise you that it's coming out. If I'm wrong, then let this clip go viral, yeah. and I'm going viral for the wrong reasons. Okay. If you're, mm-hmm. I'm that confident. I'm sorry. All right. A lot of people like are like, if you're oh. right, we're going to we're going to go to the theaters to watch the Snow White movie. <sighs> That's not a prize. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want this. Let me close out. I brought up Steamboat Willie earlier. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of decisions by Disney. We got copyright claimed by... Our first one. Well, not our first one. I posted oh. a video of me feeding a giraffe at the zoo, and I used the theme song from Monk, the original oh, one, and we yeah. got copyrighted. Now, it's not a copyright strike. It's just like we can't... If we were to monetize our channel, we couldn't monetize those videos. <laughs> Everyone, Everything's owned yeah. by Monk now. <laughs> yeah, for real. This shit is sponsored by Monk, and it just po- he pokes our, our thing. However, so they have, I want to say, three more days to beat my appeal. So in that short, yes. which a lot of you were so kind mm-hmm. and said, don't you have a job to go to, Skippy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see those? Oh, yeah, I saw those. Yeah, those were funny. Um, I, you know, I don't mean to prematurely respond to hate mail, but the guy was like, don't you have a job to go to, Skippy? And I was just like, not until four. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. So anyway, yeah. So we got copyright claimed immediately. Of course, the owners being the owners, mm-hmm. public domain being Disney. So I appealed it. They have three days to... Fight my appeal. Now, if they fight my appeal, YouTube's algorithm is going to screw it up and we'll actually have a copyright claim. It's, and it is what it is. And I'll, I'll have learned my lesson. But, yes, they have three days. If they do nothing, though, I believe it just gets dropped. Yeah. And we're fine. Probably. So, you know, hey, Steamboat Willie, public domain, except for us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're the rare exception. Do you think we'd have a case, though, to sue Disney if they wouldn't release the claim? It would be a small claims court for sure, but do you think it would work out? I, I, I mean, like it's Disney. Yeah, I, the most powerful lawyers on earth. Like, just I don't know. Um, do you think they would cancel Snow White before they released our copyright claims? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think until Disney's last dollar, they're gonna hold on to this claim. <laughs> they're gonna monetize every last dollar that we ever make. Yeah. Every last penny. <laughs> now on the on the flip side, uh, they may already already making a Mickey Mouse horror film. They released the trailer the day day one launch. That movie's gonna suck. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, but like that's gonna be the next few years. Everything's gonna go public domain. Batman's right. going to public domain. Superman's going to public domain in a few years. Like, I want to see a happy Batman. I, I want to see what they take with it and make him where you know what, what you mean. I'm gonna move on from my parents dying, and I'm gonna go fight crime as a lawyer. I'm pretty sure that's what the first Batman iteration was on West. <laughs> I don't think he was ever sad. He still fought crime. I'm talking like a... Oh, not, you mean like... The opposite of dark and gritty Batman. That's take take the, it, go public domain. Wow. Yeah. I'm so enthralled. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, 90% of his villains probably wouldn't even exist. Right. <laughs> He'd create new enemies. Through friendship. <laughs> Through friendship. The power of friendship. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, while Robin's still on the on the street starving, <laughs> we're out of time today. I think I can cut it down and still get it to about an hour. But guys, thanks for joining us this week. Thank mm-hmm. you, chefs, for 
meeting in the new studio. I hope you liked it. I know this sounds different, but I think it's something we'll get used to. And I will learn to lean into the mic more when I speak. So, all right. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.